Mic check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Today, I will discuss the intersection of sports, politics, and COVID-19 by comparing the NBA and WNBA's responses to vaccine hesitancy. I will also discuss professional athletes' activism, or lack thereof, concerning racial health inequality. If you've been following the sports headlines, you know the NBA is having some difficulty with a few star players getting vaccinated, most notably Kyrie Irving. While Irving hasn't confirmed or denied his vaccination status, the presumption is he's unvaccinated, given his physical absence at the Brooklyn Nets media day last month on September 27 due to New York City's COVID-19 protocols. Instead, Irving attended media day via Zoom. If you didn't know, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio issued an executive order requiring professional athletes who participate in indoor sports to have at least one vaccination shot. Based on this order, Irving can't practice or play in home games. However, this past Friday, government officials granted him permission to practice because the Nets practice facility is considered a private office building instead of an indoor gym. Interesting. Still, he cannot participate in home games at the Barclays Center, which will cost him more than $17 million of his salary if he remains unvaccinated for the whole season. The reason why Irving is set to lose over half his salary is that NBA spokesperson Mike Bass announced last month, September 29, that any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. The NBA is basing this policy on a clause in a collective bargaining agreement they believe allows them to withhold salary from players who miss games without reasonable cause. I mention Irving because he's a high-profile player receiving a lot of attention about his vaccination status. Journalist Matt Sullivan reports in a Rolling Stone article that, and I'm quoting here, Irving, who serves as a vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, recently started following and liking Instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. That's a lot there. And Irving isn't the only player susceptible to this misinformation. According to Sullivan, this conspiracy theory has reached multiple NBA locker rooms and group chats. This isn't the case for all vaccine-hesitant players. Some cite acquired immunity or the potential for health complications as their reasons for declining the vaccine. NBA Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is quite livid about this situation. He suggests that the NBA take a draconian approach and remove all players and staff who refuse vaccination. He states, there is no room for players who are willing to risk the health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and the fans simply because they are unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation. He adds, I'm also concerned about how this perpetuates the stereotype of dumb jocks who are unable to look at verified scientific evidence and reach a rational conclusion. Ooh, man, Abdul-Jabbar is going in. And I understand his concern, but this proposed solution is flawed. Instead, he might want to consider the WNBA's approach, which has the highest vaccination rate, 99%, 
of all professional sports leagues. In a Sports Illustrated article, journalist Emma Bachelary documents how the WNBA league office demonstrated a bottom-up management approach, empowering the Women's National Basketball Players Association to figure out the best strategy regarding COVID-19. For example, team representatives for the Players Association engaged in one-on-one -on -one outreach with their teammates to understand their concerns. In addition, the Players Association hosted several panels with researchers and experts who answered their questions with care and empathy. In the one-on-one -on -one meetings, the following questions were asked. How are you dealing with the pandemic right now? Is there anything in particular about the vaccine that makes you nervous? What do you want to know more about? As a result, the Players Association carefully selected researchers and experts based on the answers they received from their peers. Alicia Clark, a player for the Washington Mystics, was initially vaccine hesitant, but she noted two things that persuaded her to get vaccinated. Number one, she believed the panels were a safe space because it didn't involve WNBA executive leadership. And number two, Due to this safe space, she was able to ask questions without being judged. Bachelary writes, she didn't log off from her first Zoom, completely certain that she would get vaccinated, but she did log off feeling like she had been taken seriously. Bachelary's referring to the panels. What's remarkable about the Women's National Basketball Players Association isn't just their 99% vaccination rate. It's also their willingness to share the resources they benefited from with historically marginalized populations that are vaccine hesitant. In August, the Players Association partnered with the Black Women's Health Imperative to launch a vaccination awareness campaign called Take the Shot for the Win aiming to reduce disparities in COVID-19 infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. I couldn't find any updates on this campaign, but I hope they can address not only the challenges with vaccine hesitancy, but also racial health inequality overall, because this virus is a symptom of a far larger problem. Meanwhile, the NBA failed to empower their players association like the WNBA, and is now dealing with the consequences. Unlike the WNBA, they tried to propose a vaccine mandate that didn't go over well with the Players Association. Given the NBA's high-profile issues with vaccine hesitancy, it doesn't look like they'll follow the WNBA's lead and leverage their resources for historically marginalized populations. I hope I'm wrong, but these circumstances are unfortunate because last year, players in the WNBA and NBA used their platforms to highlight racial injustice following the police brutality cases we all know so well. Players helped support voting advocacy groups and initiatives. In fact, one of those groups was LeBron James's nonprofit social justice organization, More Than a Vote. If you browse the organization's website, under the Who We Are tab, it reads, We are black athletes and artists working together to fight systemic racism and educate, energize, and protect our community. If more than a vote intends to fight systemic racism, if more than a vote intends to educate, energize, and protect their community, how come James is silent on racial health inequality? During the Los Angeles Lakers media day, 
James explained his hands-off approach on vaccine advocacy and question about it. He states, and I'm quoting here, we're talking about individual bodies. We're not talking about something political or racism or police brutality. Okay, James, uh, we have a lot to learn here. When we see police officers killing black bodies without care for their humanity, it's clear that systemic racism is real. Well, for some of us. But when we see a virus disproportionately killing black bodies, professional athletes' engagement with medical brutality pales in comparison. To be fair to more than a vote, earlier this year they partnered with Jamil Hill and Bakari Sellers on podcast episodes concerning vaccine hesitancy in the black community. Still, that's not enough by any stretch of the imagination. Nevertheless, the WNBA players get it. They sense there's something about systemic racism and vaccine hesitancy. Executive Director of the Players Association, Terry Jackson, notes that players realize that if they claim black lives matter, they're obligated to address the racial implications of COVID-19. The response toward police brutality and medical brutality warrants different strategies because racial health inequality is complex. I've been studying this for several years now, which is the reason why I'm going to discuss the association between the United States Public Health Service syphilis study at Tuskegee and vaccine hesitancy in the next episode. However, I just want to point out that we should applaud the WNBA for their efforts. Most of the players are black women, and I just want to publicly thank them for going beyond voter registration because black people are more than a vote. Now let that marinate and keep your head on a swivel until next time.